Station, number one talk station, voiceamerica.com. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in and letting us know about the kind of programming you like. As a matter of fact, I want to thank Athena for sending an email to me about the show. And I'll just let everybody know I feel the same way. The connection that I've been able to make with every single one of you over the past three years has been incredible. Uh, and I want to thank you for supporting the show and for speaking out not only for yourselves but for the world, for the planet as a whole. And that's part of the conversation today. I'm with an incredible individual, Francis Morelapay, who is joining me as the one of the authors, the author of a best-selling book, uh, Diet for a Small Planet, Hope's Edge, and now today Getting a Grip. And we're talking about many, many things today, but what I want you to hear is I want you to hear her enthusiasm, her encouragement, and her concern about what is happening today in our country, on the planet, and beyond. Uh, she has uh, co-founded the Center for Living Democracy. It's a 10-year initiative to help accelerate the spread of uh, democratic innovations. Beyond that, she, as I said before, she is a best-selling author. She's been on PBS. She's been on Bill Morris, Today Show, CBS Radio, National Public Radio. She is sought after all over the world, now returning from a trip I believe, in the Pacific Northwest, and she's joining us today to help us, as we would say on this show, what help us get a grip, what that means, what's at stake, and more importantly, what it is that we can get excited about and use as a catalyst for change. Francis, thank you so much for joining the show today. I know we've got a lot to talk about. My, my delight to be with you, Dr. Pat. You know, many of the things that I've said, you know, talk about some of the things you've accomplished. But the question is, for many people, what has your journey been like? And there's a question that I love to ask everyone that I get to speak with. And the question goes like this. You know, we've just talked a little bit about some of the things you've done. And, 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 and here, here's what our listeners really tap into. Some of the challenges, some of the obstacles, you must have run into them. You must have overcome them. What are some of those, and, and how have they helped you bring you to this very moment? What a wonderful, wonderful question, um, um, because my story, I think, illustrates so much about the, the many of the idea barriers that are in our heads, because I grew up in Texas, in Fort Worth, Texas, in the 1950s and 60s. And um, honestly, I grew up in a culture, not within my family, but in the larger culture where I just did not feel empowered. I didn't feel like I had a lot to give. I was very ill-prepared. In high school, I made a D on my first English paper in college, right? (laughs) Who would have thought I would become a writer? (laughs) And you know what it was for me? It was 
once I left college and I was confronted with the world, I decided that I had to know. I had to know how my life related to some deeper sense of purpose. And, and that was the biggest decision that I made. And when I realized that, I realized that I had questions I had to answer. And up until that point, I was always trying to please a parent, a professor, or trick them into not discovering, you know, that I was really this dumb southern female that I thought that I was. And so I didn't learn a great deal. But when I stopped and I said, okay, I'm going to figure out how, I don't want to end my life and be on my deathbed and say, wait a minute, what was this about? You know, how did my life uh, connect to anything important? So I stopped what I was doing at the time. I was a graduate student and I just sat and realized that I had questions that were my questions. That set me on a journey. It was my journey of curiosity. And so curiosity, as one great historian has said, is the greatest antidote to fear. And so I followed my curiosity, asking, why is there hunger in the world? And then, why is there hunger in the world where there's plenty of food? And that then led to a whole series of questions that has brought me to your show today. Well, you know, and, and isn't it wonderful, even today, for you to still be as curious as you've ever been? More so. More so. <laughs> and that's the beauty of curiosity because every question leads to the next question. And it is, it is really the joy of my life. People ask me sometimes, what are you most proud of? Well, of course, my children. But in addition, I should say, uh, I, I, what I'm proud of is that I haven't stopped asking the next question. And that's what's kept me just feeling on this gorgeous fall day uh, full of life and energy. And I'm just feeling so blessed. It, you know, Francis, one of the things that, that I'm struck by is the level of enthusiasm, the level of joy that I hear in your voice, that level, that energy vibration, and yet you are taking on some enormous issues, some very serious issues, and yet you're doing it with the heart and the soul of, of, of what I call a newbie, someone that hasn't been through the years of rolling the boulder uphill. What is it that keeps you so enthused? Well, let me make clear, it's not that I don't have my moments of despair. <laughs> and that goes with the territory. If we really are... If we really are being true to ourselves and, you know, asking that next question, we will have those moments. But I think that my, my, I think my answer is that, or I know my answer is that as you are true to your own questions, your own curiosity, your own, you know, passion to understand how your life, how your life connects with the most important questions of our planet today, then you rub elbows with, you meet, you encounter the most courageous and inspiring people alive today, either directly, and in my, my case I've had the privilege to meet some of them very directly uh, with my daughter as we travel the world most recently, but even reading about them and hearing about them. And I believe that we human beings create each other moment to moment, and there's a lot of neuroscience uh, around this right now that I find thrilling, that we, what we bring into our consciousness, what we read about, who we hear, who we choose as our friends and our mates, that we become, we become them in a sense. Yes, we have our own journey, but it's who we let into our lives. 
And by being on this quest that I've been on, where one question has led me to the next, I have brought into my life the most extraordinary, um, just courageous and ingenious people on the earth today. So how can I not feel inspired? (laughs) Well, you know, part of this is for me when I look at what you've done and I look at some of the questions you ask and 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 I am I'm struck by the questions that you raise in in your book getting a grip and and what I wanted to ask you about this was that you have been doing a number of different things you've been raising the level of of awareness and conscience consciousness you've been shining the light on some very important issues and yet at the same time you know, we're looking at questions that still remain unanswered. I, what I'd like to ask you about, Francis, is when you look at the world, when you go out, <clears throat> excuse me, and you speak to the, the thousands of people you speak, do you find a common thread? Well, I have to say, I'm on the tour now for my new book, Getting a Grip, and I recognize in the room, in the audiences, for the most part, there are exceptions, a whole new level of attention and will and and uh, courage, will willingness to take the risk. So I, I sense that, and uh, that in this and this is one of the things that I think gives me hope, and hopefully others, uh, that more people are aware that what we are doing now in our society as a planet is not working. Uh, So we have to, to me, getting a grip means being willing to go to root causes because otherwise we just settle for what I call random acts of sanity, which aren't very satisfying. And what I sense in the audiences and in the uh, groups that I'm sitting with is a willingness to say, okay, how did we get here? What are the underlying assumptions about humanity and our relationship to our ecological home, this beautiful planet? What is off? And my thesis in getting a grip is that we are creatures of the mind who create the world according to the ideas we have, and therefore what is, what is not working? And that is a new level of willingness to, to go deep, and it, that's what really I find great right now. It is. It is pretty incredible. I, you know, I'm struck by it um, in the shows that I do, and you know, the people that I connect with, people that you're speaking with today, and it is this ability to to go deep. And the question that comes up, and and, and this is important in addressing in the context of your book, are we a society right now that's ready to take action? Well, I'm not a predictor of the future. I, people say, oh, you're an optimist. I say, no, 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 I'm not an optimist. I'm a possibilist mm-hmm. in the sense that uh, one of uh, the things that my daughter and I realized as we traveled around the world documenting the emergence of these powerful, empowering uh, social movements of regular people who are solving problems in their communities, we said to ourselves at the end of this five-continent journey, you know what? It's not possible to know what's possible, and that's our freedom to act. So I I don't predict the future, but I do sense that we definitely cannot rule out that this is a moment of great turning, that more and more waking up and realizing that, you know, as I say in getting a grip, that the the problem-solving mechanism we have in this country called democracy, um, the way we understand it is misaligned with human nature, and we've got to align it with our deeper 
uh, the real, our real nature in order for it to work. And people, I think uh, a lot of people are realizing that today. So it gives us a chance that we can, we can really align ourselves with a positive future. And, you know, I want to just remind everyone that I am being joined today right here on the Dr. Pat Show by Francis Moore LePay. We've got lots to talk about. We're taking a look at her book, Getting a Grip, but this conversation is a conversation that goes beyond this. So think about this, clarity, creativity, and courage in a world gone mad. What does that mean exactly? What does it mean to you? What does it mean to me? We're exploring that conversation, and when we come back from break, We'll be talking about the opening paragraph in the book, uh, in, in the opening notes. And it is, a, it is an opening note that I love to talk about. It is the conversation about, about this, being ready, being past ready. What does that mean? What does that mean in terms of our lives? What are we ready for? What are we ready against? And, and by the way, what does being ready mean for all of us? We're going to be exploring all of that and much more with Francis Morlepay. Stay tuned. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Okay, everyone, listen up. You can do it. You can quit smoking in as little as 30 days with zero smoke. That's right, a new product to help you quit smoking now. And here's the deal. You don't need to spend hundreds of dollars on gum, patches, or pills. Zero Smoke helps you quit naturally using biomagnets. It works by placing these neat little magnets on either side of your ear. Then science takes over. It's just like acupressure. The urge to smoke goes away. This product is sold like crazy in Europe and has just been introduced in the United States. In fact, Sal the Stockbroker is using the product to quit. It's a disgusting habit, and you need to quit today. Now, everybody, go to their website, zerosmoke.org, or call them at 800-577-9933 and take advantage of their risk-free offer. That's right. Just pay shipping, and they will send you this revolutionary product absolutely free. What do you have to lose? It's the summer. You want to feel good, and you want to quit that nasty habit. That's 800-577-9933. Or go to the web at zerosmoke.org. The secret is no longer a secret, but still life's deepest questions remain. How will you answer them? See One, the movie, and join the ultimate conversation at OneTheProject.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, the host of The Dr. Pat Show. Now, the film phenomenon that has been transforming hearts across the world is available online at OneTheProject.com. Experience One, the movie, and find your answers. Essentia Water, the ultimate drinking water, is free of sugars, artificial sweeteners, and colors. Essentia Water actually does something good for your body. It hydrates your body more efficiently. Its smooth, silky taste provides an abundant supply of active hydrogen and antioxidants to prevent cell damage caused by free radicals. Essentia Water does more than quench your thirst. Available health food and natural food sections of major grocery stores. Essentia Water. Ask for it. 
Carol Haywood Babrowskis is a seer and an author who has been watching evolution in action since her third eye opened wide in 1987. Her observations reveal a very hopeful path for the future of Earth and humanity to evolve to a place where love and peace prevail. You can find out about her book, Passionate Pinky and the Evolutionary Experiment, as well as her fun workshops by calling 425-222-9455 or visit passionatepinky.com. Find out how you can change the world with the coffee you drink. Nectar of Life Coffee Company is a kosher, fair trade, and organic certified coffee roaster. They purchase shade-grown organic fair trade coffees from the farmers at a fair price. By choosing to only roast organic fair trade coffee, they're helping the farmers and their consumers live healthier, complete lives. To purchase coffee or to learn more, visit NectarOfLife.com or call 509-979-5245. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. You know what? I am so thrilled to have Francis Moore LePay joining me today. Francis Moore LePay, let me tell you about this. Co-author of 16 books and, and continuing to grow. She has also uh, created a fabulous website I'd like everyone to know about. Go to the smallplanetinstitute.org, smallplanetinstitute.org. You are going to find incredible things here, especially check out her writings and the writings of uh, others on the web. You know, Francis, who is uh, on their website with you? Is that your daughter? That's my daughter, yes. Okay. And is that My Anna? son appears too. Yes. <laughs> mainly, I, uh, my daughter and I co-founded the Small Planet Institute, and she is an author now in her own right. We wrote a book together, and then she's gone on to write a book called Grub, which I, of course, highly recommend. Um, it's a wonderful book, uh, particularly geared to the idea that uh, eating well can be a celebration. And so Grub is about how to uh, embrace that wonderful, uh, uh, whole, fresh, local food. And they have in the book, she and her co-author have menus and recipes, um, along with soundtracks and poetry to go with their meals. And uh, so it's a fabulous book. It's incredible. And that is also, you can find that on the website as well, um, at smallplanetinstitute.org. You know, before the break, I talked a little bit about how you open up the book and how you begin the book. Uh, and the book I'm talking about is Getting a Grip. And you say, I finally figured it out. I'm not overwhelmed, depressed, confused, or bewildered by our world gone mad. I'm ready. I'm past ready. I just want to go for it. That opens up for me a huge conversation, large conversation, in response to an interview I did the other day where the guest said, we are in a place of complacency. People have given up. They have given up hope. They are not willing to take action. They're sitting on the couch, and they're not even sure what it is they're taking action about, even if they could figure out that there is action to take. And I wanted to get your sense of this because it's really clear to me you haven't get, given up. You are sounding more energized than you ever have. That's that's very true. <laughs> I feel like I've just begun in a way. It's, it's amazing. Um, well, I think... <laughs> 
that it's true that we are suffering worldwide and certainly here an epidemic of depression. In fact, the World Health Organization says that depression will soon be the second leading cause of loss of productive life in the world. Mm -hmm. And that is the result, I believe, of social systems gone, you know, global that are misaligned with our very nature and repressing the essential um, aspects of our humanity that have to come out for so I think that's very true and and because things are so bad in so many ways and we feel our country moving backward in terms of the division of rich and poor it's harder and harder for people to even you know live a middle class life and uh, and our ecology is undermining is is being undermined yet at this very same time because the planet is on the rope so to speak people are saying wait a minute wait a minute, uh, let's go to root causes, and I want to connect with my neighbors. I don't want to live a depressed life. I want to get out there before it's too late and do what I can. I don't want to bequeath to my children worse than what I've experienced. I want to go for it. And so I think the world is now increasingly divided between those who have given up, even many young people, and those who say, now's the moment. I'm going to be a risk taker. I'm going to try something I've never done before. And hopefully as more and more step forward with that energy, that many who are now depressed and withdrawn will say, I too want to go for it. And that's really the invitation that we're creating, uh, you know, for today for many people. Um, as we look at the world and we look at what you invite us to, to explore with you, I mean, this is really, I believe, this is, this is your invitation for us to take the journey and join you in, in this journey. And as we are all curious about things, we are curious about what is happening around us and how can each of us create not only a better life for ourselves but a better life for many people. And in the book, you talk about goodness of or in human nature. And so I wanted to ask you, does the, the, the dignity of the human spirit, does that align with democracy as we know it today or are we in a conjunction or a contradiction? Unfortunately, I think the latter <laughs> is, is too true. In other words, increasingly in my children, especially my children's uh, generation since the 1970s and 80s and on, that the message from the larger culture is that there's only one thing you can count on in human nature, and that is our material, selfish, competitive aspect of what we're capable of, and that's the only thing you can count on. And as a result, the greater complexity, uh, in other words, in the book I argue that let's, get, let's drop the debate over whether humans are good or bad. That's ridiculous. We are all these complex aspects of ourselves, but what the dominant message that we absorb about, you know, there's only this, this selfish little self we can count on, what that ignores is this rich complexity, and now neuroscience is confirming that human beings enjoy and have a deep need for compassion and expressing their hardwired empathy that we have because we evolved in closely knit communities, that we have a great sense of the need for fairness because we know that communities dissolve and they break apart You know, when, when there's not a great deal of a deep sense of fairness and human beings have a need 
to make our mark. We did not evolve to be couch potatoes is how I think of it. Of course we didn't or we wouldn't have gotten to where we are. That human need, human beings need to know that our lives account for something beyond just putting food on our own table. And those are the those are the complex aspects of ourselves that are denied when we're told that all we all we really have to count on is just our material you know i think of you know people kind of elbowing each other out in the giant mall somewhere rather than this deeper complex need to cooperate with our nature with our neighbors to create the world we want we want for our children and, you know, I was reminded on the airplane, I flew back as well, I was reminded on the airplane, uh, in, you know, just ch- chatting with someone about the idea of common sense. And and it was really interesting. I ran into this this week, and I wanted to ask you about this. And I, I was talking to a number of people at an event I was at, and they said, you know what, it's really about getting back to basics. And I said, well, what do you mean? And they said, let's use some common sense. And I said, please give me an example. They said, "Does it, it use your common sense. Does it make sense to you to be in the most, what should we say, uh, incredibly wealthy nations in the world and to have elderly people concerned about being able to pay for their medical bills. And I wanted to ask you, where is common sense in all of this? Well, I think common sense comes from these deep hardwired needs we have that tell us that our basic security, our basic you know, sense of well-being and honor and all the things that make us feel good in life come in strong communities. And when you're the, the person you were speaking with was commenting about elders being feeling great insecurity and, and people not being able to get the medical care they need and all of these things, that this is a sign of weak community, not strong community. So our common sense, I think, tells us that our own security, our own well-being and comes from strong community. What creates strong community? And I think that is what is violated in a system that tells us just to look out for number one. It doesn't work because number one can't thrive outside of strong community. So to to the common sense for me is to say, yes, what is it that creates neighborhoods and economies that work for all of us? And um, during that period that I grew up in from the 40s to the 70s, you know, the, the real family income doubled, more than doubled, for all brackets of the, you know, economic ladder. And since then, it's just been the opposite. I mean, the poorest have hardly advanced at all. The wealthiest have shot way up. That doesn't create strong communities. And we know now what it takes. We know that, you know, very basic things like progressive income taxes, uh, the ability for all of us to get a college education without putting ourselves in great debt. That's another thing that that is essential for strong communities. Uh, certainly a minimum wage that actually, you know, can support a family. That's another common sense, uh, strong community sort of way of approaching our, our lives together. So that's what at least I mean by common sense. Let's look at our the complexity of human nature, these deep needs for fairness, and strong community and go from there. 
uh, you know, I want to let everyone know here, uh, Francis, that uh, they're uh, tuning in to the Dr. Pat Show. My special guest today, Francis Moore LePay. And let me make sure everyone out there has the website. It's really important that you check it out. Uh, if you go to www.smallplanetinstitute.org, smallplanetinstitute.org. What a great website. You'll be able to engage and become curious about the many questions that are presented on the website, but also incredible information in the form of articles, in the form of books, and also in the form of video. So there's a lot of information here. You can look at the Small Planet Fund. Uh, There's a way for you to take a look at what it means to eat grub. I love that section. And much more. Francis Morlepay is joining us. The book is Getting a Grip. We're talking about this and much more. When we come back from break, we're going to explore what this means. This means uh, the, the area of power. What does it mean to hear people say, I am empowered? What does it mean to step into your power? What does it mean then as well to feel this level of powerlessness that so many feel. All of this will be explored. This is an incredible conversation. My guest, Francis Morlepay, will be right back with the show. Have you ever thought about having your own Internet talk show? Well, if you said yes, then click About Us. Then click Be a Host to get more information. Or just call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Say that again. 480-294-6417. VoiceAmerica.com. Dr. Pat Basile, the host of the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Let me help you take your empowering message to a community of people looking for products and services that value all life on earth and tap into the one true freedom we have, the freedom to choose. Let our listeners choose you. Join the buzz and be the buzz. Sponsor the Dr. Pat Show. Call me at 206-523-5522. That's 206-523-5522. Hey you, come here. I got something to tell you. Are you ready to meet your life partner but need a good avenue? SpiritualSingles.com has the largest database of conscious spiritual members on the Internet. When you're ready to meet someone, join SpiritualSingles.com. But make sure you're really ready, though, because it works. SpiritualSingles.com. Dating, events, and even retreats. Don't forget, that's SpiritualSingles.com. Join today. You'll be glad you did. Vacation with the Hay House Superstars. Sign up for the most outlandish Hay House conference yet aboard a luxurious cruise ship. I can do it at sea. Meet some of your favorite authors, including Wayne Dyer, Carolyn Mace, Marianne Williamson, and Doreen Virtue, plus soul-nourishing workshops, parties, gorgeous port cities, and more, all amid a breathtaking backdrop of the Mexican Riviera. Space is limited, so reserve your cabin today at ICanDoItAtSea.com. 
Ladies, your soul is whispering to you. Are you listening? Imagine a woman's magazine dedicated to your inner journey and the deeper aspects of a woman's life. Do you feel an inner tugging of the heart? A desire to live deeper and connect more fully? Aspire magazine features inspiring articles, interviews, and more, and is the premier inspirational and spiritual publication for women. Aspire magazine, inspiration for a woman's soul. Subscribe today at AspireMag.net and have inspiration delivered right to your door. Is your cell phone harming your health? A growing body of evidence has shown that electropollution can have a devastating effect on our health and wellness and also may increase our risk for disease and illness. The good news is that there is a solution. Scientifically validated and patented technologies that neutralize the harmful effects are the answer. Call 503-781-5604 or visit http colon slash slash thrive dot emf 411.com Karen Ramsey of RamseyInvesting.com has been a certified financial planner for over 20 years. Ramsey Investing provides balanced, smart investment management to a broad range of people through the online web service RamseyInvesting.com. They are fee-only managers who do not sell financial products. They invest your money for you, track it, and make adjustments as needed. You don't have to worry if you're in the right investments or not. That's their job. Visit RamseyInvesting.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basili. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show. If you want to find out more about us, I would also like to encourage you to sign up for a newsletter. We've got some very exciting things going on. Go to our website, www.drpatshow.com, drpatshow.com. Check it out. You'll get the information in advance, special offers, and some articles that we are writing and including now in the newsletter as well. We will be doing that in the next month or so. We've got lots going on, including... Dr. Pat's Green Christmas Challenge, and that's something that you'll hear a lot about. Right now, my conversation is with Francis Moore LePay, the author of Getting a Grip and also best-selling author of Diet for a Small Planet and Hope's Edge. Before we went to break, Francis, I mentioned this, this notion of power or powerlessness this idea of stepping out into the world, of taking action, and all of that. And when we look at the state of where we are today uh, and combine that with this idea of common sense, are we at this place where we're confused about the action to take? Is it that we don't know? Do we need to read your book and much more? <laughs> what's, what's getting us stuck? Well, uh, let me let me start with the common sense and tie this in with power because I think a lot of us across all the red and blue divisions that are supposedly out there, uh, the vast majority of us sense that part of what is driving us in the wrong direction is that money has way too much power in Washington, way too much control over our political decision making, and we therefore can't solve our problems that way. So uh, what is one of the best-kept secrets in America is that people at the state level now, and this is 
There's a national campaign for this. They are using their common sense to get money out, and it's working in Arizona and in Maine, about to begin in Connecticut. It's called Clean Elections. Clean Elections are voluntary public financing so that if you're qualified, you get uh, uh, public support to run for office. And so this has empowered people in these states that have this. Let me just tell you, one of my superheroes now is a woman named Deb Simpson, who you can meet on our website um, in this film that my filmmaker's son, Anthony LaPay, created for us. It's just eight minutes, and you can meet Deb, who was a waitress, a single mom with a high school education in the year 2000. And her friends came to Deb, and they said, you know, you really have leadership quality. Why don't you run for office? She said, that's ridiculous. I don't have the resources. And they said, no, no, no. All you have to do is get five bucks from 50 people because we have clean elections in Maine. And then you can get public support for your campaign. She did that. She ran for office. She won. She went to college. She was reelected. She is now the co-chair of the Judiciary Committee for the House in Maine. And so you can meet her on this, and she is now a symbol for me of what can happen when we use our common sense, get money out, and get real people's voices in. And that is part of the story of what we're talking about today. I mean, this is part of how, you know, that one story integrates a number of different things. One, it integrates the inspiration and desire that people have to take action, to help others, and to live a better life. The other thing it really says to me, Francis, is it talks to me about how action could actually manifest into empowering life events. I mean, isn't that what we're talking about here? And isn't, you know, what we just shared, isn't that story really the the poster story, so to speak, for many people out there saying, I can't do it, I don't have the power, I don't have the resources, I don't know how, I'm not even sure what's mine to do. Exactly. And I should add also that Deb says that in 2000 she was in an abusive relationship. And so here is a woman who has gone from that point, high school education, waitress, single mom, abusive relationship. At the end of the video, she says, you know, before, you know, seven years ago, I couldn't even help myself, and now look at me. And it is the most moving moment. I, I kind of tear up when I think of it because we all have that in us. And what, what initiated it for her is that other people saw qualities in her that maybe she didn't even see in herself. And so that's why I think who we choose as our friends, our mates, you know, stepping outside of people, you know, the comfort zone of people who just are around us and want to keep us in trapped feeling of powerlessness and actually putting ourselves in situations where other people may see things that we don't even see in ourselves and will encourage us to take risks, to try new things, and to recognize that fear does not mean that we're in the wrong place in the wrong time because a big theme in my little book, Getting a Grip, is that fear is just energy. We can do with it what we want. It is this, uh, for, for many people listening to the show, especially conversations I've had with young people who see themselves growing up in a fear-based society, in a fear-based decade, um, you know, they, they hear a loud noise and they, they, they jump uh, to go under the table for fear of someone shooting at them. I mean, is this over-exaggerated? 
Absolutely. Uh, I mean, of course, everyone's familiar now with Franklin Delano Roosevelt's line, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Uh-huh. And I think that um, the, perhaps, the most important choice we make in our lives that determines our own personal happiness, the impact, the rewards we can get in life, uh, the fate, therefore, of our society and our planet is how we understand fear. And if we really believe that those fear sensations mean we have to shut down and stop, then we're doomed because to, to venture out beyond our comfort zone is the nature of the good life, and we will experience those fear sensations. In my case, it's the pounding heart and the dry mouth or the tight throat. And when I, I finally learned, as, as I've, you know, that it's those moments when I'm really scared, like when I, back to your original question to me, you know, how did you, you know, what is your story? Well, my story was that I was this very, you know, very, um, insecure young person what knew that I wasn't on a path that would answer any questions about why I was here on this planet and I stopped doing what I was doing and I was scared to death mm. I didn't have an identity and yet that fear and that, that dealing, just walking with my fear and realizing it that set me on this journey that has been the most rewarding life I could possibly imagine so we have to realize that fear doesn't have to stop us it may mean just the message that we're right on our growth path. It, you know, Francis, one of the things you do so well in the book, I love this part in the book. Is I actually made a copy of this, and I keep it out uh, on my on desk. It's a table that you've included in the book. And, and for those of you that are just tuning in, the book is Getting a Grip. And it's the table that um, talks about the seven ways to rethink fear. And you take us through what the old thoughts are and what some of the new thoughts are. And I just want to touch on a few of these because I think this really talks to not only what, you know, the context of this book, but the way we live our lives in general. And one of the things that you, you, you talk about is the old thought where fear means I'm in danger, something's wrong, I must escape. And then you talk about the new thought where fear is pure energy. It's a signal. It might not mean stop. It could mean go. Wow. <laughs> right. That's a real rethink, right? That is a total shift. That's a total shift, and that's where we are. You know, I, 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 um, I understand that we evolved, you know, knowing that, that, you know, that those fear sensations were pretty reliable. That they, they told us we were in danger. But actually, when our whole tribe, in a sense, is kind of metaphorically speaking, heading over Victoria Falls, you know, we're, that we're really in trouble, then separating from the tribe and, and thinking for ourselves and following our deeper common sense and our deep, deep need for connection with others and meaning in our lives, that that may well bring up fear, but that's life, not death. That is where the life is. And so, you know, the first step, Dr. Pat, is recognizing, uh, just naming it, because taking the, 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 the step of saying, I'm afraid and being willing to talk about it with others, I believe takes the sting out of it and enables us to walk with our fear. So it's not about getting over it. It's about saying, oh yeah, every time that I'm really in new territory, I may feel some of those sensations, but you know what? I can live with it. And that just, I, I have a little trick with myself now. When I know I'm in my in some new area where I'm not feeling really secure and my heart pounds, 
then I call it inner applause. Yes. Inner applause. That means go for it, you know, instead of, oh, 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 I'm in danger, stop. I love that. I read that in the book, uh, and I, I love how you acknowledge the, uh, and we don't take time enough to do this, is where we, we stop for a minute and we acknowledge the power that we have within us, and I think that's what that talks to for me. It is, and that we can, this reframing, uh, whether it's renaming my pounding heart as inner applause or reframing the situation of the world as simply that we are in a transition where we have abandoned for whatever reason that we are that we are creatures of the mind that some of the ideas we have about ourselves including the idea about power the idea that power is what somebody else has it's something out there that you get by you know official you know by money or mm-hmm. official status rather than power being something in us that we are creating with our friends and neighbors that it's always in relationship and therefore none of us is completely without power and that every decision, every choice we're making either builds or diminishes our power, that it's ours to create. Well, I'll tell you, that is a message of intention right there. Let's take a short break, everyone, when we come back. We'll be back with my guest today, Francis Moore LePay. The book is Getting a Grip. Um, also, as I said before, you're going to want to check out the website. If you go to uh, www.smallplanetinstitute.org, you will find this book and much more. Uh, we'll take a short break. When we come back, we'll be talking to Francis about sanity in motion. Wow, sanity in motion. Can we be sane in a world that we see or perceive as gone mad? We'll be right back. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Tap into more of your brain potential. The exceptional HemiSync technology can help you achieve a focused, whole brain state. Refined with nearly 50 years of research and development, this patented audio guidance technology has been scientifically and clinically proven to be effective. Visit the Monroe Products website at hemisync.com. That's H-E-M-I-S-Y-N-C.com. Or call 1-800-541-2488. Diets and drugs only address symptoms of ill health rather than providing solutions to the problems, such as weight gain and chronic pain. Spending just 30 minutes in a portable sauna that uses far-infrared technology can burn 600 calories, rid your body of toxins, and reduce pain. If you're tired of quick fixes that don't work, consider the long-term solution. Detox America's portable bar-infrared sauna. Call 888-338-6987 or visit DetoxAmerica.com. Are you ready to blaze the trail with your product or service, but you're unsure how to bring it to the marketplace without compromising your integrity? Andrea Adler, founder of Holistic PR and known as the High Priestess of Spiritual Marketing, takes you on a journey that will transform everything you think about marketing. Call 505-983-7777 or visit HolisticPR.com. That's H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C-P-R.com. 
Being a mother is amazing, but it's not always easy, at least until now, on the It's All About You seven-night cruise to the Mexican Riviera. Join the Momstown moms, Mary Goulet and Heather Ryder, on April 5th to the 12th, 2008, on this illuminating excursion, where you'll find real advice on how to balance your love, family, work, money, and health. Bring back the life you crave. Attendance is limited, so call now. I can do it at C.com. What does it take to feel young again? To be filled with vitality. To wake up feeling clear and refreshed. To live without allergies. More and more Americans are wondering if it's even possible. Founder of the Life Force Center in Los Angeles, Dr. Jeffrey McCombs, has been researching, developing, and refining a unique system that doctors and patients from around the world are saying offers them all of this and more. Visit LifeForcePlan.com or call 1-888-236-7780. Call the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Vasily is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit thedrpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Pat-Show.com for listening times in your area. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show. And, you know, I am so thrilled and honored to have, um, wow, Frances Moore-LePay joining me today. And we're talking about her latest book, Getting a Grip. Getting a Grip is the book that's going to help you discover your power or rediscover it. And we mentioned um, before the break that, you know, we're... Honestly, I'm just touching on a few incredible points here. You're going to have to check out the website, um, smallplanetinstitute.org. But, Francis, before the break, I talked about sanity in motion. And I, I wanted to have you talk a little bit about how you approach this in the book and what this means in terms of power and empowerment. Mm-hmm. Well, I start with the assumption, the common sense, uh, the term I love that we've been talking about, that, that our problems today in the world, our challenges are so huge and pervasive and complex, um, and they touch everyone, they cannot be solved from the top down by definition because of their very nature. And so to really... Uh, uh, create the communities we want, the world we want to pass on to our children, it requires the, the contagious engagement of all of us. And therefore, the sanity in motion means to me, this is the last chapter of my book, it means to me to, to be sane and to feel empowered and to feel energetic as we get up in the morning is to focus on this question of what am I doing that increases the power of ordinary people, of regular people, myself, in our community, to include us all in the solution-making. So everything, I have a little checklist there uh, to take forward in terms of the choices we make in our lives, everything from the purchases we make for ourselves and our families to what jobs we take, uh, what causes we get involved in, uh, that we ask ourselves, how does this 
create new power? How does it draw more people into the decision-making and the problem-solving process? How does it build new power, keep that power spreading? How is it sustainable? These are the kinds of sustainable meaning. Is there, is there learning in it because we're learning animals, we're human beings? Is there joy and celebration in it? So it's not, I'm asking us not to think, oh, what is the most important issue of our planet? Actually, there are infinite number of things that, that we can engage in that have meaning and are essential right now. The real question is, are they, it, it creating new power? Are they drawing people in who, yourself, myself, uh, people who now feel powerless and building the skills, what I call arts of democracy, uh, to really engage with the incredibly exhilarating challenge of turning our planet from the death marches, I think of it, to the embrace of life. And uh, this is such an exciting time to be in terms of the way you present it, Francis. I mean, what you, what you just shared with us, at least from my point of view, is a, is a place where we can take a look at life in a very different way. And you challenge us to do this throughout the book. I mean, you basically challenge us to really look at new eyes. At some level, are we asking, are we asking for folks to enter the world um, with a beginner's mind, so to speak? It, how, how is the reframing the key to our freedom? Beginner's mind is, is a beautiful concept, and that's what I learned in my 20s. When I just walked into the library and said, wait, the experts, all the authorities are telling us that people are hungry because we're running out of food. But me, with my beginner's mind, said, okay, I'm going to look at that. Is that true or not? <laughs> and I realized that, oh, my goodness, there's more than enough food to make us all chubby, and we're actively creating scarcity out of plenty. And not only that, we're destroying the Earth's capacity for the long run to feed us. So that beginner's mind never, never, never defer, just because somebody is an established expert, never defer and say, oh, they must be right. Rather, use our own common sense. Is this right? And that is the key, I think. And we grow up so sadly in this country, removed from our original, I think, our founder's insight that each new generation has to use its common sense, its values, to be creative. Instead, we grow up thinking, oh, my gosh, democracy, it's something done to me or for me. It doesn't require any of my own creativity. And I'm saying, no, no, use that beginner's mind, look afresh and say, you know, maybe because you haven't been, you know, locked down in, you know, in, in sort of the, put the blinders on, that you're going to have just the insight that's needed. And that's what, why well, I love telling the story about Deb Simpson in Maine who was able to run for office because of clean elections there that had gotten money out of the system. And so she brought her own experience. She had been in an abusive relationship. She brought her own experience to legislation that then in Maine gives tools, as she put it, for people who have been abused and, and even, uh, as I understand it, uh, animals and protecting animals mm. from abuse. And so our own direct experience can be just what the public realm needs to get at the root of our problems. Well, I want to thank you, Francis, so much for joining the show today. I mean, this has been an incredible conversation, and I can't believe how quickly time has just slipped by, but we covered a lot of territory here. 
Uh, in closing, I'd like to ask you, what's your personal message for our listeners today? That hope is not what we find in evidence, but what we become in action. And if we want to be people filled with hope, with sense of possibility, then it means taking that step, connecting uh, our lives with others who are in motion that bring out the best in us. And, and so wherever you are, you know, you, you recognize that the choices you're making every day are creating our world. So choose friends and, and maybe go to a meeting. Uh, look for something that you've never done. Maybe you've never been to uh, a community meeting of people working on something they care about and you think you might feel uncomfortable with that. Okay, and go and feel uncomfortable and say hello to someone and see what happens. This is the time we're in where we can know that fear does not have to stop us. It may be just the energy we need to discover who we really are. Thank you so much for joining the show today. I want to make sure everyone knows the website that you can go to to find out more, www.smallplanetinstitute.org. My guest today, Francis Moore LePay. The book is getting a grip. I want to thank you, Francis, for joining the show today and everyone that's contributing to the book and to your work out there as well. Thank you. Thank you. You've given me a lot of energy. All right, everyone. We are coming right back at you next week, same time, right here on this channel. I want to thank every single one of you for tuning in and for listening to the show and to let you know that you have the power within you to live the life you desire, not only for yourself, but for other people on this planet. Take it out into the world. Get a grip and make it happen. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to The Dr. Pat Show, radio to thrive by. To contact Dr. Pat, visit thedrpatshow.com. Tune in next Tuesday for another dynamic hour of The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile.